Wow, it's windy up in up the north, isn't it? Up in the north. Um, my team are daring me to do a northern accent, but I don't want to offend you guys right from the off, so I'm not going to do that. Um, it's so great to be with you guys. Thank you so much for having us. Um, it's such a privilege to be here and to finally be with um, the Oak Church and friends. I guess there's other people here who aren't part of the Oak, but um, I was actually meant to be here. I think it was November, wasn't it, Andrew? I think it was November time, and uh, I just want to really honour Andrew for covering me in that in that situation. Basically, I am. Um, I had to have a hysterectomy a couple of years ago, and I'm on hormone replacement therapy, and it all went haywire. And I had a rough couple of weeks, like really, really, really challenging couple of weeks, and I couldn't function. And I was meant to be coming here to preach. And I was like, I just cannot do it. And so I emailed Andrew and said he was very, very gracious, very kind, and said he would cover it. So that's amazing leadership right there. Um, so, Andrew, thank you so much for your kindness to me at that point. Um, but, yeah, it's lovely to finally be here and feeling a bit more normal, although still trying to get balanced. These hormones, I tell you. Ladies, we've got it rough. Guys, you're very blessed. <laughs> I don't want to start an argument with any of that. Anyway, um, just a few things we're going to do in, in this session. Um, I, I, I just want to quickly mention uh, the books that I've brought with me. Um, before that, just let me commend the team to you. So Kate and Ruth and Mike are quality people, and we're going to do some ministry together. We're going to hopefully prophesy over some of you. We'll come around and pray for you guys. So um, feel free to ask them any questions you want at any time. This is a, very much a team, team affair. Um, just to let you know quickly about my books... I've bought a couple, well, the only two I've written, actually. I've only written two um, so far. Um, this one, Naturally Supernatural. How, how many of you have read it? Oh, a few of you. That's encouraging. Um, uh, I wrote this many years ago now. Really, it's the story of um, how I, how we as a church, learnt how to reveal Jesus to people in our everyday lives without being weird. Um, that's what we're trying to learn. I'm still on the journey. I'm still trying to work out how to do it. Um, but these are just, just full of some lessons we learnt, and I think there's just grace on the book. I think I've heard stories of people who've read it and been activated to see God's kingdom come through them. So that's this book. And then the more recent one I wrote, which I'm, um, yeah, I just, I just feel uh, stirred about this generally. It's to do with, it's called, it's to do with leadership, but uh, it's for everyone because we all influence people. And, um, and I wrote this really out of my journey of learning how to be a daughter in my leadership. I've been leading for many years, and I used to lead out of a place of incredible insecurity, not knowing who I was, wanting to prove myself, performing, uh, trying to please everyone, and it was knackering. And the fruit of the people I was leading, the fruit in the people I was leading, became a reflection of my insecurity. And God's taken me on a journey, still on the journey of learning what it is to be a daughter and learning to be secure, realizing I don't have to prove anything, that I'm working for him, not anyone else, and um, that he's always very good. And it's just some of my lessons of stuff I've learned, mistakes I've made, how to grow in security and to lead out of your identity as a son or daughter. So 
they will be available. This one is seven, this one is eight, and you can pay by card if you like. Right, that's it. I'm trying to get used to promoting it, not because of me, but because it's really good material. And um, yeah, it's all for him, isn't it? Okay, well, I am really learning to how to be led by the Spirit. That's what I love to do. Um, the truth is, guys, if all, you get, if all you get today is me, that is really sad. Because I am just like you. <laughs> and, but if God comes, then that's going to be awesome. So he is already here. But um, part of me learning to do this is to realize that he has plans that sometimes are not my plans. And I want to respond to that. So I'm, go I'm going to talk a little bit about... At living a naturally supernatural life. But I just want to pray for us first because I don't know about you, this COVID thing. Yeah, who did who did that sound of puking under your mask? I tell you, I don't think we fully realize the impact it's had on us, but I am knackered. Anyone else? I th and I think we're trying to get back into life, which we have to, you know, we have to do that. But I think it has taken its toll more than we realize. And um, I think our capacity has diminished. And I think we need to be aware of that and realize we need God's help. I think, if anything, the last two years have shown me is more that I cannot do it, which is a great thing to realize. And I need him and I need his presence to empower me. And the danger is with a talk like this morning and a, and a conference like Naturally Supernatural, you can think it's just more stuff for me to do and I'm already knackered. And that would be like the, the last thing I want us to take away from this, this day is that there's more stuff for us to do. What I really want us to grasp is faith, that this is how God's called us to live and it's a privilege and it's an adventure and there's always more stuff to learn. I also want us to take away from this place that... We are completely dependent on the Holy Spirit to live like this. Like you, I, I can't give you a formula. Do X, Y, Z, and you will see this result. It's all about relationship. And what I'm learning more and more is that He's already doing the stuff. Like He's already bringing His kingdom. He's already doing miracles. He's already working, and we just get to get on board with what He's already doing. Let me just give you a quick story to illustrate that. I was. Um, I used to be the youth leader at the King's Arms many years ago, and um, uh, some of my young people are still walking with Jesus, and some of them have walked away from Jesus over the years. But I, I noticed on Facebook a few months ago that one of the girls who used to be in my youth group, um, who's walked away from Jesus, her mum had tragically died very suddenly over a Christmas um, holiday. And uh, so I was just aware that had happened. And then I saw a few months later that they'd put a, a bench to commemorate her by the river, where I walk often. And uh, so I was mindful of the fact that this bench was there. I was out just having a walk with Jesus by the river, having a coffee, and the thought popped into my head, go and find the bench and pray. Pray for this girl. Uh, if you, if you if, I don't know if this is helpful, but hearing from God, hearing God's voice, for me, is just like my own thought. Okay? You don't know if it's God unless you try out what you think he said. Okay, so the thought is, go and find the bench and go and pray. So I, went, I knew where it was, so I walked a different route, and I found the bench, and I sat on the bench, and I prayed for this girl and her, daughter, her sister, and um, just prayed that God would bless them. 
So I decided to send a message to this girl on Facebook, and I just said, hey, I've just found your mum's bench. I've not been in touch with her 15 years or so. I've just found your mum's bench. I just want you to know I'm sitting here and I'm praying for you guys. I hope you're doing okay. Later that day, she messaged me back, and she said, Wendy, it's so nice to hear from you. Thank you so much for getting in touch. She said to me, "Um, you, you came to me in a dream this week. 15 years. You came to me in a dream this week and you said something profound about um, a mother's love being like a blanket but God's love being like a duvet. And she said, I can't remember the ins and outs of it because I was waking up and I was all foggy. Um, But it really brought me comfort. What? (laughs) I mean, all I did was go and sit on a bench and pray. But he was already working. He was already working. And this is what this is about, guys. This is about finding the people that the Father is already working with. And, uh, and we've got to depend on him. So I just want to pray for us before we start, because we really need him. Well, I really need him. <laughs> I don't know about you, but um, why don't you just put your hand on your heart, and we'll just pray. Thank you, Father, for your presence. I just want to pray, Holy Spirit, that you would increase your presence here right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Father, we just um, confess our need of you right now. God, we are all knackered. <laughs> we, we, we're all still in limbo. It's been... It's been such a challenging couple of years, Father, and we just we come to you right now and just say, Father, we need your presence. We need your voice. We need your truth. Come and fill us with your presence. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fill us. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come and restore Um, what's been robbed from us over the last couple of years. Father, thank you that you are a God who restores. And so, Father, would you come and do that? I pray today, Father, that you would come and speak to our hearts, that you would meet with us, that you would change us, that you would refresh us, that, Holy Spirit, you would baptize us again with your presence. Father, we do not want to go through the motions of church We'll go through the motions of a talk. We want to meet with God. So come, Holy Spirit. Meet with us. Meet with us, God. Just give, just give God permission in your own heart to do whatever he wants to do. Just, just tell him, Father, whatever you want. I want it, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to do, just tell him, give him permission. Just give him permission. He knows what you need. He knows what's going on. He knows what the last two years have been like. He knows how you're doing today. He knows what you need. Come, Holy Spirit, I pray you'd lift off weariness, lift off burdens. Jesus, come and breathe life in this place. I just speak life to every heart in Jesus' name. 
come and breathe life into our hearts, Father. We ask you for it, God. We surrender again to you. We thank you that that's the best place for us to be. Thank you, God. And Father, I want to thank you that nothing is impossible for you, that you are able to do anything and everything. And so this morning we lift our gaze and fix our eyes on you and your resurrection power. And I want to just declare miracles in this place, God. I pray that you would do miracles in our lives today. God, that we would shift, that stuff would shift in our hearts today. God, we wouldn't leave the same because we have met with God. God, we want to meet with you so that we are not the same when we leave this place. Come, Father. We're, we, we confess so often we try and do stuff in our own strength, God, and we're tired. And we just want to come and lean into your ability. Thank you so much, Father, for your presence. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. If you, if you, if you feel like you would describe yourself as currently being in a storm, personally, I want to. I just feel like we're to pray for you specifically. You would describe. I feel like I'm in the middle of a storm. If you, if that's you, would you just quickly stand up where you are? Because I want to pray for you specifically. Don't be shy. I think there'll be something even in you standing. If you would describe yourself as being in the midst of a storm at the moment. If you're, if you're there and you're thinking, I'm not sure if I am, should I stand? Then stand. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I think there's more of you than two, personally, but well done, you guys. If anyone else wants to stand, just quickly do that now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, guys, for being brave. Listen, if you're near someone who stood, I just want us to be family for a moment. Maybe stick your mask on. Don't get, don't get in people's faces, but maybe just put your mask on and just put your hand on a shoulder or something. Let's just gather around these guys and be the buffet, the buffeter or the protector. I don't know what the right word is, but let's just pray. Let's just pray for God to break in even now. Even now. Guys, let's don't be passive. These are brothers and sisters who are in the middle of a storm. They need some breakthrough. So Father, we just pray, let your presence come. Let your kingdom come now in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that you are Lord of the storm, that you're the one who speaks and storms are silenced. And we just pray for our brother and sisters right now. God, would you do what only you can do in Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I pray for a shift in circumstance and situations this week. God, I just declare, I take authority over the storm that is raging. 
And I command it to be quieted and stilled in Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit, I just speak hope and faith into their hearts right now. Right now. Thank you, God, that it's a supernatural thing. I pray for supernatural hope to rise up in Jesus' name. Thank you that you are the lifter of our heads, God. You are the lifter of our heads. And so, God, I pray that you would lift each head right now in Jesus' name. Whoa, come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That even in standing, something would have been broken in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Mm. Thanks, Father. Thanks for your grace. Thanks that you are the answer. Yeah, we just bless these guys in your precious name. Yeah, amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Bless you. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Um, okay, I am just really praying that as I speak this morning, faith is going to be stirred. It's one of the things I believe I carry, that God uses me to speak stir faith so that's what I'm expecting is going to happen um, and so we are going to talk about what I believe is the normal Christian life which is what Jesus modeled so Jesus came around proclaiming demonstrating the kingdom of God so showing people uh, telling people that the kingdom of God was near and then showing them what the kingdom looked like through signs and wonders and miracles and multiplying food and healing bodies and uh, and then he says to his disciples now it's your turn and his disciples are meant to teach all the rest of us. Now it's your turn. So I believe that the same mandate that was on Jesus is on us. The same spirit who filled and anointed Jesus fills and anoints us, which is just nuts. I just think that is nuts. Like if when I say, when we talk sometimes in New Frontiers circles, I don't want to be. Are we on, are you New Frontiers? Yeah, yeah. We're all, we're all New Frontiers. So just. When we talk sometimes, we talk about being filled with the Spirit, and of course we're filled with the Spirit, and it's a beautiful legacy that we have as New Frontiers, but we should have our brains blown when we talk about the Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. What? That's crazy. That's crazy, and we're so familiar. We should be, we should, our brains should be blown when we think the Holy Spirit wants to live inside of us. He is God. Same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you I'm getting ahead of myself I get excited so so I believe this is the normal Christian life that we are all called to live and so we're going to look at Acts chapter 10 real quick Acts chapter 10 and I'm just going to pull out a few things and then we're going to pray and we'll prophesy and we'll see what Jesus wants to do so Acts chapter 10 just to give you the context um Jesus has gone back to heaven. The disciples have received the promised Holy Spirit, and they are now going and doing the stuff that Jesus did. So Jesus said, don't go anywhere until you've received the Holy Spirit. As soon as the Holy Spirit fell, they were off, proclaiming and demonstrating the kingdom. And up to this point, they've done it just to the Jews. Okay, They've only, they've only declared the kingdom and demonstrated the kingdom to the Jews. But at this point, there's a shift that happens because through a series of supernatural events, Peter finds himself at the house of a guy called Cornelius, 
and Cornelius is a Gentile, and they, Cornelius has gathered his household, and Peter rocks up, and, and Cornelius says, we want to we hear everything you know about Jesus, everything Jesus taught you, we want to hear about it. And so Peter starts to tell the Gentiles, starts to tell Cornelius and his household about Jesus. And then in verse um, 37, we see how Peter summarizes the life of Jesus. And he says, um, you yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee, after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. I love it. That's how Peter summarizes the life and ministry of Jesus. And I personally believe, uh, and and I, I think you do too, I hope you do, that that should be able to be the summary of our lives. Wendy was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. She went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil because God was with her. Okay, I think the same can be said of us. It should be our, our mandate. And so I, wanna, I want us to learn some lessons about Peter's summary of Jesus, about our own lives, because what is said of Jesus can be said of us. We're, we're anointed with the same spirit. We've got the same mandate. So I just want to pull out a few things that are key if we want to live this way. And the first one is... The fact that Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. So it comes back to what I was saying right at the beginning. This this lifestyle is all about relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's all about his empowering presence working in us and moving through us. And you see Jesus anointed with the Holy Spirit at his baptism. So you might be familiar with the story, but Jesus is, he goes down under the water. When he comes up out of the water, the heavens are ripped open and then we, we hear the Holy Spirit descends on him like a dove. And the Father declares, you are my beloved son, with you I'm well pleased. And you have this beautiful moment of interaction between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit coming to, to, to fall on Jesus, the Father affirming the Son. And, and you see Jesus actually model this beautiful intimacy with the Father throughout his ministry. So, you know, the Father affirms the Son, but Jesus often takes himself off to be with the Father and... It's all done through the power of the Spirit. And, you know, if you, if you want to live this life, you've got to be filled with the Spirit and allow him to work in your heart and in two main ways. One is knowing God as your father, and the other is knowing who he says you are as a son or daughter. And, and both of those revelations feed into each other so that the more you know who God is as your father, the more you grasp your identity as a son or daughter. The more you grow in knowing you're a son or daughter, the, the more you realize he's your dad. And, but we've got, to, we've got to have the Holy Spirit's help with this because all of us know intellectually, because we're good Christians, he is my father and I'm his son or daughter. We just know that because that's the truth. But there's a huge difference between knowing the truth as information and knowing the truth as revelation. And when you know the truth as revelation, it actually changes how you live. So what happens is, and sometimes what, what, what the Holy Spirit does, he, he brings revelation. And revelation often bypasses your brain. Which is why we, when we try to comprehend it intellectually, we, we struggle. That's why we've got to come as kids. Say, Father, I don't get this. Holy Spirit, help me. 
Who are you as my father? Holy Spirit, show me. Who is he as my father? Who does he say that I am? And over time, the Holy Spirit works in our hearts and gives us revelation that bypasses our brains and gets us right in our hearts and changes how we behave, even though we don't really understand what we know. <laughs> like, we all, we all know that God is our father, but when you're someone who's received revelation, it just, you just know it, and you don't even know really what difference you know, but you just know something different because the Spirit is doing something in your heart. And so we've got to have the Holy Spirit's help. It's him who gives us revelation of the Father. It says in Romans 8, 15 and 16, Paul says, You did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So in other words, it's the Holy Spirit that enables us to cry, Abba, Father. And it's the Holy Spirit who testifies with our spirit that we're children. So it's a work of the Spirit. So if you want to grow in this revelation, in this understanding, you need the Holy Spirit. And there's always more to know. You ever think you have arrived? Oh, yeah, I know God is my Father. You hear a preach about God as Father, and you're like, again? Well, you've missed the point, because you have not arrived. He's God. You're never going to tick, oh, I know him as my father. No, there's just, there's always more. Oh, there's more. Oh, wow. Like in this season, God is teaching me about his provision in, in stupid ways. It's just absolutely nuts, the amount of money I'm being given, which I don't need. I I'm give it away and I get some more back. I mean, it's just nuts. He's just taking a revelation deeper. There's always more. There's always more for us to understand about our identity as sons and daughters. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. And, and it changes everything. When you know this stuff, it changes everything. I tell you, I wish you'd known me before I knew that I was a daughter. I'm a little bit different now. <laughs> and I know there's still more to grow in. But it changes everything. And it, it changes stuff in terms of seeing God's kingdom come. Like, I think it impacts how you love people. I used to do this stuff because I thought it was a good thing to do as a Christian, to prove myself, to notch up. If I see people healed, then I am proving myself. And now I realize it's, it's nothing to do with me. It's, it, it, when, I, when I know his love for me more, then I get to love other people. It just flows. We love because he first loved us. And I'm, I'm asking in this season, God, I, I'm, I'm very aware. I need to know more of his love. I don't know about you. Gosh, God, I need more of your love. So I'm just asking him regularly, God, show me. Holy Spirit, show me the Father's love. Put it deeper in me. Helps me love other people. Helps me take risks. Because if you want to see God's kingdom come, you've got to step out the boat. You've got to put yourself out there. You've got to ask, do you want me to pray for you? If you, if you want to see people healed, you've got to pray for healing. If you want to see people saved, you've got to ask them, do you want to become a Christian? It's risky. But when you know you're loved, it changes stuff. Um, gives you greater expectation. The more I understand who he is, the more I realize he wants to break in and he can do anything. And I still have to, I don't know if this helps, I still have to push through fear. So stuff, some stuff I still know just here and it's not gone here yet. So last weekend, for example, I... God set me up and I ended up 
having, not having to, choosing to pray for a lady with a cataract in her right eye out the front to model how to pray for the sick. I've never seen a cataract healed before. That was risky. And Jesus cleared, made the other eye that I wasn't praying for clearer. I don't understand that. <laughs> but, um, how, you know, you just have to take that and celebrate it. But I came away. I was a little bit disappointed, but I came away. You have to remember. He loves me. He's good. He's working. I'm still a daughter. It's not a reflection on me. So that's the first thing. Anointed with the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit because he's the one who anoints us. He's the one who changes us. He's the one who helps us in this. You guys doing okay? Second thing, he went around doing good. Jesus went around doing good. I love that. I love that this is part of the summary. It's, not, it's a stupid, it's just really quite basic. Like if you were Peter, if you were Peter trying to really, you know, big up Jesus, wouldn't you, you'd probably choose a different way to describe him. He went around doing good. It's kind of a bit, pff. but I love it because what it, what it says to me is everyone can do it. <laughs> I mean, we can all go around and do some good, can't we? That's easy, isn't it? And I tell you, people are desperate to receive some good. It's, it's so powerful. I tell you, kindness is huge. And the scripture talks about it's the kindness of God leads to repentance. So the thing that's going to cause people to wonder about God is people being kind to them. Think, why are they being kind? People are very suspicious of kindness. You notice that? Sometimes I try to give free things away and people are like, hmm. People are very suspicious of kindness, but this says Jesus went around doing good. Isn't that amazing? This is about loving the people around us and wanting them to see something of the Father. That's what I think about it as. You know, the more I know him, the more I'm able to reveal him. Jesus actually came to reveal the Father. That's what, that was what his main purpose was. Me and the Father, we're one. I've come to show you the Father. We are called to show the Father. So when we're kind to people, when we smile with someone, when we talk to someone, when we serve someone, we reveal something of the Father. And it's powerful. It's powerful. And we can do it as we're out and about. It can, we can do it in our workplaces. Um, let me give one, one simple example. There's a coffee shop around the corner from me. It's very dangerous. It's only five minutes' walk. I'm there most days, and I'm and I'm claiming it as my mission opportunity, right? So I get my coffee, and there's a woman in there called Ella, lovely lady, and we just we've just been chatting as I get my coffee, and we talk to each other. And um, one week, uh, she just opened up to me about some stuff in her life and stuff to do with her daughter. And uh, stuff to do uh, with a good friend of hers committing suicide a, a while back, and it was just—it was she was really just very open, and that kind of stuff just happens as you're kind over time. People just open up to you. She keeps saying to me, "I don't know why I'm telling you all this stuff," and I'm like, "I know, <laughs> I know why." Anyway, I just left—I left the shop, and um, I just felt prompted, maybe just buy some, buy some flowers. You know, it's the, the kind of thing you can dismiss and think, "Oh, actually, I'm going to get home." But Tesco's right next door. So I popped in, got some flowers. And I had to push through feeling a bit silly. That's pride. <laughs> just to name it for what it is. Um, and I walked back in the shop and I said, I just wanted to buy you these. And she was like, oh, 
that's amazing. Um, that was it. We haven't talked about Jesus yet. Um, she knows what I do for a job. But I'm just being kind to her and praying for opportunities to speak to her at some point and see what God does. Ruth, you guys want to share something about your work? Here's another example. Ruth's amazing, by the way. She is basically impacting the whole NHS. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I, I could, you weren't even going to talk about that initiative. But anyway, she started an initiative on her award and it's going, it's going viral. But what else in terms of work have you seen? Yeah, uh, so super simple stuff. So uh, I work on the ward, and there's a group of us that get coffee every Wednesday together. Uh, basically, uh, we all go down to the canteen, and as we were walking there, uh, there's a guy from the kitchen, one of the kitchen staff who's kind of always sat by himself. So we just invited him along, got him a hot chocolate, paid for it, um, and he basically said, like, I've never been included. Uh, that's never happened before. So super simple. Um, another example is uh, when I first started on the ward, I worked with a nurse and then um, basically felt like God wanted me to encourage her. Uh, so just wrote her a card, kind of just said, look, I don't really know you yet, but I can see you're a good nurse, you're a good um, woman person. Uh, just encouraged her, and she basically said, oh, no one's ever encouraged me. Like, at work, everyone's always saying, you need to do this, you need to do this better, um, and asking of you. Um, and she said, yeah, it really impacted her just because it was encouraging, really. So, you know, not complicated stuff, just really simple, uh, not that costly, but has a big impact. That's awesome, Ruth. Love it. So good. So, go around doing good. Everyone can do it. It's easy. Just look for opportunities. Um, thirdly, healing all who are oppressed by the devil. My favourite word in that sentence is all. That was Jesus' mandate, healing all who are oppressed by the devil. That's what he modeled to us. And the truth is that as followers of Jesus who have the same spirit who raised him from the dead living inside of us, we should see amazing things happen through us. I tell you, I'm feisty about this one. We should see amazing things happen through us because the same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. You might say, well, I don't feel that. I don't feel very powerful. Well, you're not, <laughs> but he is. He is powerful, and he lives inside of us, and he wants to throw, flow through us. And we, sh we as, as followers of Jesus, should have an appetite for the impossible. We should have, we should have this, ooh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen when I pray? And what happens so often, I think, and I have to fight this, and I think in churches what can happen is we go through the motions of praying for people and we rely on just what we normally do. Bless them, Lord, how, how amazing, they're amazing. And obviously all prayers are powerful, but my question is, have you got the anticipation that in a minute something's going to shift because I'm praying? Like you ha and you, Guys, you have to fight to keep this alive. You have to fight to keep that fire burning because if you don't, it will fizzle out because you will face storms, challenges, opposition that will try to stifle that fire of expectation. I can tell you, I am currently still wrestling with opposition and trying to work stuff to do with me health-wise I'm still having to push through rubbish. And yet I know I'm called to see the sick healed. 
and I've got to fight to keep that fire burning. And I want to encourage you guys, this is not just me. All of us are called to see incredible things happen through our prayers, through our lives. And, and I tell this is nothing to do with my notes, I'm just on one. I am concerned about the lack of power that I see in the church. I'm really concerned about it. We should see power in the church. Where is it? <laughs> I've, not, I've not got an answer, I'm just provoking you guys. And it's not something we strive and strain for. But we've got to come and say, Father, would you break in? We've got to give space for miracles to happen. We've got to pray for miracles to happen. The only way you're going to see people healed is if you keep praying for the sick. You ain't going to see people healed unless you pray for the sick. It's really annoying. <laughs> You've just got to keep praying. Even when there's mystery and you don't see breakthrough. The only way you're going to get accurate prophetic words is to prophesy and practice. The only way you're going to see people saved is to offer on a Sunday every week, does anybody want to become a Christian? In faith, the unbelievers are going to come in the room. We've got to see power, guys. And I, as, I don't know the answer. I'm just saying, God, I need more. I don't know what the answer is, but God, I need more power in me, flowing through me. When I'm in church, when I'm out and about, God, you've got to do something because I can't do it. But you can. And so I want to encourage us to have an expectation, anticipation um, for the miraculous. And it's a journey because you don't always see the breakthrough that you long for. The more you go after seeing God's kingdom come, you will see incredible breakthrough, but you also have to navigate mystery when you don't see the answers to the prayers you pray. That's really hard. That's a really hard line to walk, but it is worth it. It is so worth it. Oh, well, uh, just to give you one example, um, I was having an MRI scan a while back now. And, uh, you know, when you go in the tube and it's claustrophobic, um, fortunately, I was able to listen to uh, um, Heart 80s on the radio, so I was in my, I was in my happy place. But... Um, uh, I, I was in the tube and the thing was whirring around about 20 minutes and I was provoked by a friend of mine who told me that she had, in, while she was waiting to go and see the dentist in the waiting room, she'd asked God for a word of knowledge for her dentist. And I was so provoked because when I'm in the waiting room at the dentist, I'm not, wait, I'm not asking for a word of knowledge for my dentist. I'm praying, God, please don't let me have to have any more treatment. Anyone else? Just, I'm thinking about myself. I'm not thinking about my dentist. So I'm in this tube and I'm thinking about this friend of mine and I thought, well, I could t spend the time praying for my radiographer and, my, and the receptionist. So I did. I just said, God, what do you want to say to them? And I had a couple of things for both of them. But the thing for the receptionist was I felt like God showed me a neck, very vague picture, top of the neck. So you don't know unless you try. So I came out of the um, thing and I went into the receptionist, and I just said to her, and I was really scared. Kate was there. Thank you for cheering me on from a distance. Um, and I said, ah, oh, this might sound a bit weird, but I've just been praying for you in the scanner, which wasn't something she'd probably ever heard, I don't think. <laughs> and uh, I said, I think God gave me something to encourage you. Um, can I share it with you? And she said, yeah, that's fine. So I said very tentatively, I felt like maybe there was something wrong with your neck. Have you got a pain in your neck? And she said, yes, 
at which point I got very brave. I was like, well, I think God told me that because he wants to heal you, thinking, thank you, Lord. Um, anyway, can I pray for you? Yes. Grabbed her hand, prayed twice for her neck, and she was instantly healed. All the pain went out of her neck. It's just amazing. And we had a conversation about church, and um, it was lovely. And then that was it, and then I left. You never know unless you give it a go. I just felt as I was sharing that, actually, talking about being led by the Spirit, I had a bit of pain just pop into my right ear. Has anyone got a problem with their right ear today? An issue with your right ear? Some discomfort? It might just be me, but not normally. Anyone? Issue with the right ear? Elspeth, you, have you got, what have you, what's wrong with your right ear? It's blocked, is it? Is it causing pain? Okay. 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 Can we just pray for you? I just want to respond to what Jesus is saying. Yeah, Father, thank you so much for um, Elspeth. Thank you, God, for your presence on her. And uh, I just speak to that right ear right now and command you to open up. Father, I just speak to whatever's blocking and I command it to go in Jesus' name right now, that there'd be no more blockage, there'd be no more discomfort, Father, you would clear her ear canal in Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit. I'm just very aware of his presence. So, Father, come and minister to your daughter. Clear out her ear in Jesus' name. Pray that you dissolve what shouldn't be there in Jesus' name. Just a little annoyance, but for you, God, you you care about that. So we just speak healing in Jesus' name right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Elspeth, can you feel anything going on? Got a bit warm. Well, that's guys. That's a good sign. That's because that's who's that? Who's done that? I mean. It's quite cold in here, actually. Um, thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. We just bless what you're doing, and we just pray for more. We just pray you'd increase what you're doing, Father, and that you would completely heal that ear canal. Clear it out, Father. Clear it out, Jesus. We just release complete healing right now. Right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you for your presence. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Mm. Keep us posted, Elspeth. Just, I'm really aware of God's presence. You feel the atmosphere change in the room. God loves it when you take risks, which is good news. Okay, is everyone all right? Can I just do one more thing, and then we'll pray? Um, last thing, Jesus did all this because God was with him. I don't know what else to say. Brilliant. God, God was with him. God's with us. I mean, we just need to get... I need to remember this. I don't know if you guys do. Just remember, there's more than what's going on in front of me. God is with me. God is with me. He wants to do something. He wants to bless someone. And he wants to use me. And just, just lastly, before we pray... 
this has really helped me in the last little while in kind of going further in this journey. Two, two biblical principles when it comes to living like this. First is the parable of the sower. Parable of the sower, farmer went out and sowed loads of seed. Some of it fell here, some of it fell there, got wasted, nothing really happened, shriveled up, got eaten. Some of it fell on the good path, and uh, the good path. Some of it, not the good path. Some of it fell on the good soil and harvest just grew. Multitudes grew. Biblical principle for us is scatter loads of seed. Talk to lots of people, smile at lots of people, um, have conversations with lots of people, scatter loads of seed. But as you do, you're looking for people that God's already working in. Okay, we're called to be finders. So it says in John 6, 44, Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. So people can only come to Jesus if the Father is already drawing them. It takes the pressure off us. So we're called to be finders. We're looking for the people. Who is the Father already drawing so we scatter loads of seed, and as we scatter the seed, we're looking for the people the Father's already drawing. We're looking for the people who are leaning in, who are responding, who want to know more, who want to ask questions, who are open to hear. And if the Father's not drawing them, there's nothing you can do. So helpful. I went out with a friend a while back. We prayed for people, we prophesied over people, we, we had some accurate words of knowledge, but no one leaned in. So we, we scattered seed, but we didn't find the people the Father's already drawing. <laughs> and then I heard a story from Hull, actually, where in a food bank, someone came in, the lady had a word of knowledge about an ear, guy got healed, and the Father was clearly already drawing him because he's now doing a Bible study. What's the difference? The Father was just drawing him. And so, for me, that take, takes the pressure off, and it helps me to pray. And so I'm often saying, Father, show me the people you're already drawing, or, God, would you draw that person to Jesus? Draw my brother to Jesus. He needs you to do it. <laughs> so, I hope that's helpful. I want to pray for us.